0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Bikini Podcast. This is episode number 16. Today, we're gonna be talking about a lot of things, goal setting, affirmations, bad choices, what it means to fit in, and of course, a lot of other things, as well as listener question and answers that have been submitted through Instagram. So for anyone that hasn't listened to me before, what I like to do is just speak from the heart. I don't have anything sort of scripted, so please forgive me if I go from one point To the next point, as nothing is structured, I'm still getting a hang of this. So what I'd like to talk about first off is goal setting and what it means to have a goal that's worthy, what it means to have a goal that's worth a shit. And I think a lot of you people out there, including myself in the past, have had goals that are absolutely worth horseshit. And how do you identify whether you have a goal that's worth horseshit or whether you got a goal that's worthy of actually getting off your ass and doing something about it? Now to determine that, I think it's common sense to use the meter of is this going to make me feel good? Is this going to be fulfilling? And it's so much easier for me to relate it back to bodybuilding, because that's what everyone's listening to this. this is bikini, bodybuilding, etc. For example, the goal would be to I want to place in my first bikini contest, and I say to that, bullshit, bullshit, <laughs> bullshit. Nobody actually feels good and feels great about placing in the fucking first bikini contest. You know why? Because we are measuring what it would feel like to place third versus first. Does third feel better than first? No, it doesn't. So stop fucking pretending that it does, because that's a load of horseshit. For the scales out there that actually sincerely, and I mean sincerely believe that placing is okay, well, you know what? That's absolutely fine. And that's exactly where you're going to end up. You're going to be placing... For the winners out there that actually want to fucking win and that train like winners, then yeah, to me, you've got a goal worth achieving because guess what? If you put pressure on yourself and you say, I want to win this contest, I'm going to win this contest. You don't have to be a retard and say it out loud and tell everyone that you're the best and you're an arrogant person. You can keep the goal within. You can have that inner focus. You can have, have that inner energy channeling towards that goal. You can manifest it within yourself, but Wanting to win is absolutely fucking everything. And I think by putting pressure on yourself and saying, This is my goal, I want to win. What do I need to do to get there? The next thing you know, you're formulating a plan. Next thing you know, you're training harder than you did yesterday. Next thing you know, you're thinking about your competitors. It is absolutely impossible to think about your competitors and the level of competition and visualizing the end result and being on top of the podium when. Your goal is to displace because that's a load of horseshit. So we've got a horseshit goal and we've got a, a goal that's worth getting up for in the morning. What is going to make you push to be your best self? The goal that's going to get you up in the morning. The goal that seems like it's beyond your reach. Why wouldn't you want to step outside your comfort zone? Why wouldn't you demand more of yourself? It makes complete sense to me. I just don't want to even speak to anyone that's got horseshit goals because They're lying to themselves, they're trying to make everyone happy, and they're a bunch of fucking pleasers. And we don't like fucking pleasers, do we? Now, for the sensitive retards that are listening, there's absolutely nothing wrong with being polite. So you can open a door for an old lady, you can say please and thank you, but when it comes to you achieving your best, you need to set the bar fucking high. I am so sick and tired of people thinking that it's okay just to pretend like they want to fucking place. I'm gonna place in my first contest, I'm gonna make me so happy, and my family's all fucking jumping up in the crowd, and they're as retarded as you because your standard of achievement is based on your weak, lackluster parents, and your retard friends, and your siblings, your brothers and sisters who haven't achieved jack shit in the last fucking millennium. So what does that mean exactly? You know, blah, 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 blah. We're talking about setting goals and setting the bar high. We can set them low and be in that horseshit range, as I mentioned before, or we can look up to the sky and say, you know what, that's where I'm going. I want to win a fucking pro card. I want to win first place. I don't want a participation trophy because that's what second and third is. If anyone out there understands what it means to compete and to compete at a high level, You know that it takes a certain type of sacrifice to get what you want. You know it takes a certain type of intensity and effort to get what you want. And when you do get what you want, it is so very satisfying and rewarding. And it absolutely puzzles me why anyone wouldn't want to achieve that. Why wouldn't anyone want to feel that? So let's just stop for a second and talk about winning. So let's say on a Thursday night, your cousin's got a basketball game on and so-and-so is not rocking up and they need you to fill in. Are you for one second thinking about losing that game? You're thinking about going all Kobe Bryant or Michael Jordan on that shit and you want to fucking dominate, yeah? Everyone plays sports to compete, to win. Nobody plays to lose. If you're playing to lose, you're only lying to yourself. If you're playing to lose, you're just a wanker pleaser that nobody likes anyway. And to use another example, let's say you're filling in for someone that's playing futsal on a Sunday night. Is that team expecting to win or is at least wanting to win? Let's get rid of expectation for a second. The want, the desire to win. And why would anyone want that desire? Why would anyone want to feel that way? Because it feels fucking good to win. It doesn't feel good to to lose. It doesn't feel good to be in second place. It doesn't feel good to get your ass kicked, right? Do you want to get punched in the face or do you want to be the one punching that bitch in the face? Winning versus losing, low expectations versus high expectations. So can we just for a second, get rid of political correctness and just say, Hey, listen, bitches, I want to fucking win. Right. And then that's something that I want to sort of go into as well is having realistic expectations. So some people have listened to previous episodes of the podcast, which I've appreciated. And they said to me, yeah, Troy, fuck. Yeah. I'm going to win. I'm ready to roll. I'm ready to roll. And then I look at the physique and I'm like, you ain't ready to fucking do shit. Yeah. It's like, you need to put the time in. I don't mind anyone, for example, setting the bar high because it's so very important that you set the bar high. But if you have yet to win your first contest and you are, have only been training for six months, you should not be thinking about a pro card. You should be thinking about perhaps winning your first contest and then looking at, okay, let's look at the ladies that have won this contest previously in the first-timer or novice division And what type of physique has been rewarded? What type of development do I need? What type of posing and presentation experience do I need to get the nod? And the answer to that is, is always better than the previous winner. Because over time, I feel like it's important that the competition only improves and gets better and better. If it's not getting better and better, then we're setting low expectations. So we need to think, all right, I need to be better than the last novice winner. I need to be better than the last first timer winner. And then what happens is, with this realistic expectation, as a as if you've been training for six months, you're putting a plan in, in place to say, you know what, the next 12 months, I'm digging deep, I'm having an off-season, I'm getting a coach, I'm working with a posing coach, and I'm going to do whatever it takes to develop the muscle, to develop the stage experience, or at least the posing experience, because stage experience will come later, to put myself in the position to win. And that is what I'm talking about in terms of setting the bar high. You want to demand more of yourself you want to expect more of yourself but at the same time you need to be realistic that same person in that example training for six months and then having a 12 months off season should not be thinking about a pro card immediately they should be thinking about a pro card perhaps in the long run but first you need to crawl before you can walk you need to walk before you can run and you need to run before you can sprint so i'm glad that some ladies have listened to this and thought you know what i'm gonna fucking dominate yeah okay you know, you also need to get off the fucking weed and think about what you need to do right now to make those goals even seem possible. Because some of you are off in la la land and are talking absolute horseshit. So, for the people that aren't really catching up with my terms, we've got horseshit goals and we've got goals that are worth achieving. And we've got people that have got horseshit mouths that just talk shit that don't put in the fucking work. If anyone is offended by this, I don't give two fucks. You deserve to be offended because you've got horseshit mouth and you've got horseshit goals. So what you need to do to make sure that you feel good about what you want is to A, set a goal that's worth achieving, B, have a realistic expectations in terms of time frame, and C, have the mindset and have the work ethic to make that goal a reality. Don't be like a regular horse shit, kiss ass motherfucker and not put the work in because when it comes time to the stage or when it comes time to getting that promotion or whatever it is that you're trying to achieve you're gonna fall short of that goal. You're gonna be in that horse shit, talking shit, motherfucking range. So the next thing that i like to talk about is choices, but I'm just thinking about how do I articulate my thoughts? Okay, having laser beam focus. So having laser beam focus versus having choices, having options, having an exit strategy, having a plan B or C or D or E, that's because you are not committed. And I've finally come to that sort of epiphany myself. It's like, doesn't it feel good to be 110% committed to One Direction? to be 110% committed and knowing and have clarity and just pushing towards that goal. Plan B sucks. Plan C sucks. We want to burn all bridges and just completely get after it. Learn how to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. Once you become fearless, your life becomes limitless. And so many people are afraid, and I think it's because their family is afraid of everything. Who gives a flying fuck what others think? You need to have a selfish attitude. You need to be the most selfish person imaginable if you want to achieve what you want to achieve. You need to have this laser beam focus. You need to be completely obsessed with the idea of getting after it and nothing else should fucking matter except for that goal. And what do I mean by that is there's obviously levels. Look at Usain Bolt, for example. Look at any world champion. Do you think they give a flying fuck what happens around them? Do you think they're worried about what their fucking neighbor's talking shit about, what their mother is talking shit about. They have no idea or concept of what is going on in the outside world because they are so focused in their craft. They are so focused in their goal. And guess what happens when you're that fucking laser beam focused? You actually achieve something that's worthy. You have a goal that's worthy and you achieve something that's worthy. It's so very important to clarify your vision. If you do not think about your future, you cannot have one. If you don't think about your goal, It's so very difficult to manifest it. But at the same time, I'm playing the the, double-edged sword here. Thinking is for people who can't take fucking action. So yes, you want to have that thinking element. You need to be like, okay, this is what I want. This is what I'm going to achieve. But then you need to take fucking action. Don't be one of those cocksuckers that just thinks about shit all the time. Or even worse, be an overthinker and bitch and whinge and complain about everything. Because nobody likes a negative Sally. Negative Sally doesn't get anywhere in life. Negative Sally sucks. Don't be like Sally. Now, going back to the whole horseshit goal versus having a goal that's worthy. Sometimes when you set the bar high for yourself and you're thinking, for example, I want to win a pro card. I want to win first place. Sometimes that goal doesn't seem like it's possible and it's very difficult to get there. And that's the type of goal that you want. But I want to make something clear. You don't have to know how you're going to get there, but you need to know where you want to go. I'm going to repeat that. You don't have to know how you're going to get there, but you need to know exactly where you want to go. Once you figure figured out, boom, this is my goal, you know what you're gonna do? You're gonna find a dream team. You're gonna find people that believe in you. You might surround yourself with winners. You're gonna get a really kick-ass, cool posing coach. You're gonna get a boss contest prep coach. And winners rub off on winners. If you surround yourself with people that give a shit, if you surround yourself with people that are balls in, you are going to absolutely kill it. Commitment. When I say balls in, think about it. (laughs) We're talking about fucking commitment. We're fucking balls deep in that shit. And I want to talk about the opposite as well. If you have, surround yourself with winners, right? You surround yourself with losers. What happens? Bad things start to rub off on you. If you, for example, you're playing golf and you... Hang around someone that's shit at golf. Bad golfing rubs off. It's better to go play by yourself. So in this context that I'm speaking, if you are hidden a bodybuilding venture or a bikini venture, it's the same thing. You need to make sure that you have winners on your team. And if you don't have winners in your team, that's okay. You need to go play by yourself. You need to be focused. Do not have distractions. Remember what I said about uh, before about laser beam focus, having commitment, being dedicated, having that burning desire, full steam ahead. Full steam ahead doesn't mean we're going to be stopping for fucking passengers and the retards that are distracting you. You might have your mother or your sister or your best friends. We don't stop for fucking whiners. We don't stop for whingers. They can go suck donkey dick. And when I say donkey dick, I'm talking about old grandpa donkey dick, the type of dick you don't want to suck. They can go fuck themselves. And... It is so very important that you protect your environment. You know, your environment is your personal space. It's who says what to you and how it affects you. If you've got negative people that are sucking donkey dick that are just affecting your environment, how can you expect to flourish and and nurture yourself and grow? You're not going to. You're going to be distracted by that donkey dick smell. It's like, fuck off, bitch. You need to go fucking suck a dick elsewhere. Laser beam focused. Laser, laser, laser beam focused. Doesn't mean having distractions. Cut off the retards. If you've got people in your life that are just messing with your shit, and believe me, I think if, well, the, for the people that are listening that actually know me, I've had many a retards fuck with my shit. And that was my personal choice and my personal fuck up to allow that to happen. So you learn from your mistakes or you don't learn from your mistakes. You make decisions and then you commit to that decision. But then guess what? If you make the wrong decision, you need to be willing to change that shit and fucking fix your environment because your environment is so very important to your soul. It's about performance. It's about how you feel about yourself. It's about progressing and it's about growing as a person. If you have a shit environment, you are not going to grow. If you've got a shit environment, you're not going to achieve anything. If you get a shit environment, you aren't going to achieve that kick-ass bodacious goal that I said. You'll go back to that, oh, I've got a horse shit kicking goal. Something that I can pretend that feels good because I've got fucking dick sucker motherfuckers around me. So I would like to reiterate, Find your dream team, find a cool posing coach, find a cool bodybuilding coach, find people that make you wanna be better, find people that make you want to get up in the morning and push yourself, find people that help you be inspired and that motivate you. And it's so important that you need to be driven yourself, but then you have those winners that are surrounding you to help complement your goal, to help complement how you feel about yourself because those times where you get up in the morning, you're like, you know what? I can't be fucked today. You've got those winners around you that are going to push you to elevate you to the next level. And you're like, you know what? I can't do this for me. I've got to do it for them. I've got to make sure that that I'm stepping in my game up because it doesn't feel good to be a loser. It feels great to be a winner. And I want to make sure that everyone understands this. You all have what it takes. It's whether or not you want to use it or not. And when I say you want to use it or not, it's your skill set, it's your mindset, it's your capability, it's your potential. You all have what it takes. It's whether or not you want to use it or not. And I just had a thought going back to the whole having a goal that's worthy versus having a horseshit goal. When you were a kid, right? Just, just take it back for a second and visualize this. When you were growing up as a kid, what did you say that you wanted to be? What did you say that you wanted? I think most of us can probably resonate with this and say, I wanted to be a millionaire when I grow up. Everyone wanted to be a millionaire, right? And that was like something that was probably very common as children. Like I want to live in a big house. I want to have a Lamborghini or a Ferrari. I want to be a millionaire. I want the money. What the fuck happened to that shit? Yeah. What the fuck happened to that? It's like, all of a sudden we grew up a little bit and all of a sudden that millionaire goal went out the window, having that Ferrari goal went out the window. And that's what I mean about having goals that are worthy. And you know, it doesn't feel good to watch someone else drive a Lamborghini past you. And you're like, wow, that's fucking boss. You know, you're not hating, kind of love that shit, but that could be you, right? And I'm going to make a bold statement, not even bold because I know it's going to happen. You motherfuckers watch what I'm going to be driving in the next couple of years. You motherfuckers watch. And then you can go to this podcast and be like, oh, he called it. He said he gonna do it. I'm going to fucking do it. I've set, the, I've set some goals high. I'm not going to share what my goals are, but I've set, certainly set the standard in my head very high and I demand more of myself. I want to be that person and not for any other reason but to be my best self. And I think it's so very important that the people who are listening that set big bodacious goals that put pressure on themselves to achieve greatness, that put pressure on themselves to step outside the comfort zone, that put pressure on themselves to go to the next level. Because if you're not pushing yourself on a day-to-day basis, what the fuck are you living for? You're going through the motions. It doesn't feel good to not achieve. It doesn't feel good to not set that standard for yourself and not to be, like, who doesn't want to be put on a pedestal? And you can put yourself on your own pedestal, not for anyone else's reasons, but for your own. And when you think about your goals, you must apply what is needed until application becomes a fixed habit with you. You want to get up in the morning if, for example, if you're a morning person or if you're not a morning person, but if you find that you get shit done in the morning, get up at five o'clock, get up at six o'clock, get up at seven o'clock, whatever the time is for you. But as soon as you get up, boom, you're getting after it. You're, You're saying things to yourself. You're visualizing what you want. And it's okay to only want to achieve one thing at a time. And if that one thing right now is to win a bikini title, to win a figure title, to win a physique title, whatever it might look like to you then that's something that you should focus on. That's what you need to put all your attention on. You need to commit to it. You need to have the dedication, discipline. And then guess what? Once you achieve that goal, you can move on to the next thing. You know what? I've, I've competed now. I want to move on to something to do with my career. I want to take it to the next level. I don't know exactly how I'm going to get there, but I'm going to create the mindset, the dedication, the commitment to be the best person that I can be in that particular field, right? Who the fuck wants to be a shit kicker in the field? It's like, Let's talk about myself for a second. You know, when I first got into coaching, I was sort of just helping people out every now and then. And then, you know, I had a discussion with a dear friend of mine and she said, you need to do this properly. We need someone like you that has your mind, that has your knowledge, experience, blah, 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 blah. Blah, i smoke of my ass, right? Whoop-dee-doo. And I said, all right, let's take this seriously. So then I said to myself, who do I want to be in the contest prep field? You know, do I want to be like a horseshit goal? Do I want to be a shit kicker? Or do I want to have a goal that's worth achieving? I want to be the authority of bikini contest prep coaching in Australia. That was my goal. I want to be the best. And whether or not you people out there, the listeners think that or not, it's something that has certainly helped me create a good business. And I certainly wouldn't have achieved or have the clientele that I have if I didn't have that mindset. And that's something that obviously I try to really push you, the athletes that I work with, set the goal high, set the standard high. I tell all my girls, the goal is to fucking win right? It doesn't matter if I've got, you know, five novice competitors that are competing against each other. I tell every single person, every single one of them, the goal is to win. You have the opportunity to win. You've got the potential to win. You can win, provided that obviously they've got the development and all these things. If all things are very similar, it's up to the individual to want it more than the other person. It's up to the individual to push it further than the next person. But I have high expectations with myself and obviously that's why you know, this business is moving in the right direction. It's the same thing with everything else. It's the same thing with your goals. You need to set the bar high. And if you should fall short of that bar, you're not gonna fall short that very much. And you're still gonna achieve good things, but then you can reassess and go, you know what? This is the next goal. We have to hit that ceiling and we're gonna go through that motherfucker. And um, another thing just come to me, don't under any circumstance ever second guess yourself. So I'm gonna say that again. Don't under any circumstance ever second guess yourself. There is no plan B. There is only plan A. Burn all bridges. And you know what? I'm I'm going to be completely transparent. Of course, absolutely of course, I've had a plan A, B, C before. And guess what It got me? Absolutely fucking nowhere. Have plan A and that's it. Put all your eggs in one basket and commit to that and go all in because nothing is as fulfilling as having all your eggs in one basket. Nothing is more fulfilling than being committed to an idea or a concept or a feeling or a thought. Have that commitment and go all in. So another thing I wanna talk about is the power of change. Change is a fact of life. Everything in nature is either growing or changing. For the most part, there are probably only two things that we wanna change. And one is how we feel. And number two is what we do or our behavior. So some things that I, can, I think that will probably help you, you know, push towards that change and change can be positive, can be negative, depending on how you take it. Now, the first thing that I think you need to focus on is control your mental focus and define exactly it is what you want. So that goal, what is it that you'd like to achieve? What is it exactly you want? And to then decide that is it possible to change and that is it you that must change or is it something else? I think it's always you decide what's stopping you from changing now. I think the majority of reasons why we don't change is because we associate pain to changing and it's a lot easier to stay where we are. We've obviously all tried to make change at some point in time and we've failed, but we're not gonna be talking about failure. We're just gonna be focusing on plan A. There's no plan B. There is no second option. There is burning all bridges. Let's get the fuck after it. We are deciding and committing to change now. I think it's very important to get leverage on yourself by asking questions. So for example, what will it cost me if I don't change? What will I miss out on? How it will affect my life? And forget about the people around you. Who gives a fuck about them? Because you need to be selfish, like I said. How will it affect your future? How will it affect your health? What are you to gain from this change? The questions that you need to ask yourself are ones that are gonna create an emotional response that are probably going to inspire you to create that change. And I think for me, emotion has probably led me to, as being the greater benefit in determining whether or not I want to change and having to change. The greatest leverage always comes from the inside. So knowing that you are wasting your life and not living up to your own potential standards. And I think that is the ultimate pain. The greatest force in all of us is to live up to who we are, which is our true identity. And in order to do that, you need to break up your old limiting emotional behavior and behavior patterns or habit patterns, I should say. Having fear and worrying and being concerned about all these negative shit, these patterns aren't something that's going to help us move forward. It's going to restrict us. It's limiting, limiting behavior, limiting emotional patterns. I think it's also very important to substitute new and empowering habit patterns and beliefs and emotional behavior. Having positive rituals, positive habits, uh, affirmations, for example, gratitude, all these things that can inspire positive change. And I know I didn't speak on affirmations too much, but if anyone's sincere about wanting to learn more about affirmations, please send me a DM and I'm happy to talk to you individually. It's a lot of, a lot easier than to explain on the podcast right now. I think it's also so very important to take consistent action. You would not need to expect to go to the gym once and expect to develop muscles the rest of your life. Your new empowering habit and emotional patterns need to stay with you. You must consistently practice the new habit until it's a ritual and until it's conditioned in your mind. I think it's also very important to say, you know what, I'm going to make changes right fucking now. I'm not starting at the start of the next week or Monday or if it's the new year or it's the start of the next month. What do I need to change today? What is it costing me? What, is I, what am I missing out on, as I mentioned before? And then what you can do is focus on the positives. So for example, maybe what are the benefits that I will get if I change today? And how are those benefits going to make me feel? I would like you to think about you know, your positives. So your strengths, what are my good points? What can I do well? What are my good habits? What do I like about me? And then think about the complete opposite, the negative things the negative habits and weaknesses that you'd like to change and that you don't like about yourself. All these things can help you determine where you are now and where you want to be and what is exactly holding you back. It's so very important to reflect on, you know, your behavior, your patterns, anything that's negatively affecting your emotions, whether it's your friends, your family, what you say to yourself, your environment that you surround yourself in, you know, is your goal. You know, are you committed to your goal? You're not committed to your goal. I mean, not even just completely figuring out what's what the environment is, just talking about your goal. And if you're committed to that goal, I mean, you're gonna feel good about that. You're gonna feel good about yourself if you're committed to that venture, to that goal, to that dream. If you're not committed to anything in life, I can almost guarantee you're not gonna be happy about yourself. You're not gonna be happy with yourself. You're not gonna be happy uh, and that's gonna be very noticeable to the people that are around you. And then again, that's gonna be sucking you down and you're gonna be this Negative vortex of emotion. You're going to be bitching, complaining, and whinging to everyone else that's achieving something because you are a lazy fuck and you haven't done anything about it. You need to change if you want to be happy. You need to change if you want to succeed. You need to change if you want to push forward and demand more of yourself. And that's something that I've I've definitely recognised myself recently. And I've got a I have a lot of work to do, but I'm moving in the right direction. And I'm, I'm definitely convinced and I am sincere and I am fucking aggressive towards my goals. Nothing's going to fuck with it. And I hope to, you know, want to share all this information with you. You can do it as you please. You can think, oh, this motherfuckers is talking shit or whatever it is. I don't, I don't really give a fuck. For the person out there that could be that one person that's listening right now that's like, you know what? I can take something from this and I'm going to do something about it. Feel free to send me a DM and I can share with you my story and what I fucked up on and what I would do differently moving forward and what I am doing differently moving forward. Okay, great. So I think that will do it for that part of the segment. I want to talk about the question and answers that have been submitted to via Instagram. So the first question that I have is, are you planning to compete anytime soon? Definitely not. I'm just sort of, if anyone knows me very well, I'm just on maintenance. I've been, you know, I'd go to the gym, I train, I probably don't eat as much as I should, but um, you know, my goal isn't to be the best bodybuilder that I can be or to get a pro card or anything like that. My circumstances have changed and um, I'm certainly not motivated to do that, but I definitely like in going to the gym and um, training is something that I enjoy and I like to keep it like that. So the next question that I have is what exercises would you suggest to bring in the waist and thoughts on waist trainers? So I've definitely covered this um, on previous podcasts, but I'm happy to answer it again. So thoughts on waist trainers. Can they be effective? Yes. Do I have clients that use them? Yes. Do I have clients that don't use them? Correct. Yes. Again, why to some people, why not to others? So for example, for me, I years ago before I think waist trainers became popular on Instagram, I decided to use a waist trainer myself just to test it out. And I found that wearing it for long periods of time, I would get acid reflux. And I have spoken to a few ladies out there and other dudes and they've had the same result. So for those people I say, stay away from waist trainers, try it out and see how it feels on yourself. And for the other people that haven't had any acid reflux, I've certainly found good result in some of the athletes that have used waist trainers. I'm a big fan of wearing a belt at all times. I'm a big fan of keeping the midsection small and minimizing oblique activation, which means staying away from the big compound lifts, like for example, squats and deadlifts and setting PRs. And without going on a tantrum, I just want to reiterate, there's a big difference between training for muscle development purposes, bodybuilding purposes, and training like a powerlifter. There is a reason why the reigning Miss Olympia does not train for the three big lifts, for the powerlifting lifts. Powerlifting is certainly fun. Powerlifting is something that definitely gets you out of bed in the morning. You're like, fuck yeah, I want to get a PB. I want to smash some weight around, and it's really fun, and it's empowering to feel strong. But it's certainly, in my opinion, not the best way to go about bodybuilding, and it's certainly not the best thing to do when it comes to your waistline. There are exceptions that uh, to the rule that have had that do have sorry very good waistlines that do powerlift, but it's very very rare. And for the most part, I find that powerlifting certainly makes your midsection blocky and um, something that I wouldn't recommend. And for anyone that does have a blocky midsection, stay away from deadlift, stay away from squats, anything that's going to overload your midsection. Obviously, progressive overload. Okay, you're going to overload your muscles. Correct. What's what's another muscle that you're overloading? Your core. So a lot of people live through their core. If you, however, are intelligent enough to not live through your core, uh, well, please let me know because I would like to know the process of keeping the waist small as fuck. So the next question that I have is, do you think the number of pros in some federation makes pro status less meaningful? The answer is certainly yes. But I also think that, for me, I don't look at it like, oh, you don't deserve a pro card or you look like shit. I look at the athlete and determine whether or not they they have a good physique. So for example, I truly believe that there are some amateurs in our in Australia, from a bikini point of view, it doesn't matter what federation you're looking at, if it's WBFF, if it's IFBB, there are some amateurs that look better than the professionals. And that's nothing against the professional athletes that we have pro in this country. It just means that the caliber of competition and the level of amateurs, um, the competition of amateurs is really rising. And it's going to be great for bodybuilding Australia because we can certainly hopefully potentially get some more athletes to the Olympia that aren't just the bodybuilders. Like the men are obviously carrying the torch, but would love to see some ladies on the Olympia stage. And I think having a, you know, better caliber of competition in the amateur ranks is certainly going to help do that because these ladies who are fighting for a pro card are almost ready to jump on a pro stage versus some of the pros now that are, that aren't doing so well in the pro show. I mean, I don't, I don't think we've ever had a bikini athlete win a pro show. And I think that's, you know, not the, not the best thing that's going on, but I think um, the ladies that are coming up, there's a few really good ladies that I won't say their names. They know who they are because I, I, I definitely keep in touch with them, but they're going to be very, very good once they um, you know, turn pro and get, jump on the pro stage. So the next question that I have is best fat burners for natty competitors. To be honest, I don't really use much fat burners, so I'm not too sure what's really good in the market. Like, I know, for example, I was a big fan of um, ATP Science T432 because it was a non stim fat burner. But I know with the um, TGA regulations, they've taken that off the shelf. I think they're making a new formula. So we'll see how that goes. And then obviously, I'm going to have to use that new formula to give a recommendation. But it's a T432 plus is something that I have recommended to my clients in the past and something that I really like to use. Um, You know, over the counter fat burners, like I'm absolutely hopeless. So. I would stick with the basics, get some better alanine, get some acetyl-L-carnitine. Um, caffeine can work really well. I definitely think that's underrated. But um, most fat burners work really well. But the stim-based fat burners, you need to cycle. You can't be on it throughout the whole prep. So I would, for example, do maybe four weeks of a stim-based fat burner, something like Oxy Shred by EHP Labs. Um, and then, you know, do four weeks of a non-stim fat burner. But it doesn't have to be four weeks on, four weeks off. My point is that you should always cycle in, cycle out so your body doesn't get used to things. And obviously you'll find out what product is beneficial for you. OxyShred is something that just came to mind. Have I used it in the past? I've used it years ago and I thought it was pretty decent, but it kind of gave me a little bit of anxiety. So you've got to be very careful with the, you know, using a full scoop and the dosage that you use because it may just put you over the top. So be very mindful of that. But for me personally, I'm very sensitive to stimulants because I don't have much coffee, I don't have... Much pre-workout. If I have a pre-workout, I probably have half a scoop of something before I go to the gym. So the next question I have is thoughts on Ostarine. So Ostarine, okay. Um, I just think it's overrated. Uh, I think you know the people that recommend it are probably more so looking at maintaining femininity. So, um, but the long-term side effects haven't really been addressed. I mean, anything that you take, whether it's a steroid or a SARM or a peptide, it's really it's, it's really, you know, under, we, we really don't know where it's going. Like like the long-term side effects, it's under-researched. And, um, you know, in terms of the benefits of muscle development, do I think it's that, that effective as a peptide or a psalm in that group? Not really. Um, is it effective? Is it better than being natural in terms of a performance enhancement? Yes. Uh, is it worth the money? Probably not. So the next question that I have is thoughts or predictions on wellness category. Honestly, I don't know a lot of wellness competitors in Australia, and obviously there's going to be a few competitors that are very much unknown on Instagram land, and um, someone can come out of nowhere and absolutely destroy. But if there is a pro card offered at the Arnold Australia, my my money would be on Jacinda, the um, from Queensland, who won the national title in October last year. I just think her overall look and structure and posing presence is spot on the money and I don't see anyone beating her. In saying that, I don't know what's out there, but I very much doubt that she wouldn't be walking away with a pro card at the Arnold's if uh, they are offering a pro card at the event. So the next question that I have is thoughts on steam room sauna recovery plus ice baths and cryotherapy. So cryotherapy isn't something that I've done personally, but I know a few clients who really recommend it. And they absolutely love it for recovery. So it's just a matter of if you can fit it into your budget, competing, training, myotherapy, all these different things that you're spending money on, on a coach and posing. If it's something you can work into your budget, sure. Is it super effective? I mean, would I prefer, for example, getting cryotherapy work done or a myotherapist? I'd probably go with a myotherapist if that was in my budget. But in saying that, anything to help recovery is a great thing. An ice bath is excellent. Sauna, uh, in terms of recovery, probably not really good at getting rid of body toxins, really good at relaxing. So if your stress is up high, I definitely think sauna can work really well. But then if you're thinking about stress, cryotherapy is absolutely excellent, especially for water retention. So I definitely think that all of these things can work really well. It just depends on if you got the time and if you can budget it in your, you know, your, let's say, your training, nutrition, your coaching expenses. So the next question is what happened with that coach and the fake lawyer letter? Okay, absolutely nothing. It was a fake lawyer letter that was designed to to squash something I was saying. You know, it's just a wanker thing to do. I mean, if you need to actually write a fake lawyer letter and I mean, the least you can do is use correct spelling, actually have a proper letterhead, actually fake a business that's actually alive. I mean, all it takes is me to Google the business and go, hold on, this is a fake fucking letter, lol. Um, you got like 10 different spelling mistakes. You don't even know how to write a legal letter. You look like a dickhead. So it was quite funny when that happened, but moving on from that. Uh, the, the next one I have is name and shame shit coaches. I think, um, you know, with that, it's it's true that any not every coach is going to have a good experience with athletes. That's just the way it is. But um, over time, once you realize that the amount of competitors that complain about certain coaches about the same thing, for example, certain drugs, not refeeding an athlete. If you're sort of, for example, dieting down an athlete for 10 weeks and you're not making one change and that athlete is complaining and then all of a sudden you've got multiple athletes that have said the same thing and you're wearing fake Gucci clothing, then you're most likely gonna get a bad reputation and shit happens. No one wants to fucking work with you. You can market all you like. You can pay your athletes as much as you want. Your really good athletes to stay in your team. They're already staying on your team because you're paying them, so it's just um, it's good marketing, excellent marketer, but really um, shitty coaching. Lol. Next question is, what are your favorite exercise for the glutes? Whew. Depends on what area that you want to hit. I think it's very hard to go past something like a Bulgarian split squat, and if you don't if you don't feel it, if you sort of feel that too much in your quad, you can do it on a Smith machine if you like. I um, also like static, sort of like a static pulse lunge, works really well nothing's going to beat some sort of variation of a hip thrust. So I prefer like a lying leg curl hip thrust versus a barbell, but that's just me because when I do a barbell, not that I do glutes often, but if I was to do barbell, I feel a little bit too much in my lower back. So I would prefer a Smith machine or a lying leg curl hip thrust over a barbell. So those are probably, so Bulgarian's probably my favorite. And then I would definitely go to some sort of hip thrust variation. So anyway, I think that'll do it. Another episode done. If you have any questions about this podcast, please feel free to DM me on Instagram. For those who don't follow me already, you can follow me at Troy J. Thornton. If you could like this podcast, it would be greatly appreciated. And if you could share it, if you like it, great. And for the people out there that have any topics or questions that you'd like to hear discussed on future episodes, again, feel free to please DM me. Until next time, thank you for listening. Peace.